0: At dinner last night with my friend Adelaide, um, an idea came up to do um, that I want to throw out, and you know, you could you could push back on because mm. um, yeah, it's I feel uh, dumb for not you know because we've been we did podcasts, mm-hmm. which is uh, an art form. We have we've chatted over in the cold opens in the past the idea of doing music or film or whatever, and kind of been like, uh, maybe not yet. Mm. Um, just the art.
1: Oh no. Do. <laughs> oh no Oh yeah. no Yeah Okay so, it's yeah. always my reaction to any topic though Like oh no Totally What am I going to say Exactly But
0: yeah definitely art I mean what are we possibly going to say um, And I know uh, that the biggest thing I can do to set suspense at the top of this episode And make you listen beyond the teaser is Say I wonder how it's going to rank next to pets Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lotions, lotions, sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion Rank Ideas, take them to the bank ideas Welcome to the Rank Ideas podcast, I'm your host Chris and I'm joined by Nick And together we're on a journey to rank every idea from the human canon of thought In an ever-expanding list from best to worst
0: Including the idea of journey, I'm Nick (laughs) We're going to rank art today on that list, um, we're going to uh, do it uh, as the lay people that we are. Obviously, it's uh, you know key to the um, premise of the podcast is that we are you know just neutral um, layabouts, uh, by which I mean extremely privileged uh, and uh, centralized people in uh, in the world population, laying about doing this. But I'm yeah. central to my own narrative, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most important person to me, but the um, um, <laughs> out of, on this side of the podcasting desk.
1: Ah, thank you. It's uh, we're so, you I make don't it sound like we have a desk. <laughs> this it's, is your bedside table. It's my bedside table around. that I
0: move away from the bedside, uh, <laughs> so that there's enough space for Chris to sit on one side and me to be on the other side.
1: Actually, yeah, I just realized that you're on the bed and I'm on the floor. Do you want me to get my beanbag? Nice. No, just... It would make great audio if I went quickly to get my <laughs> yeah, beanbag while you. That sounds great as well. I'm going. I'm going. No, no. Oh, Here we come go. On. <laughs> Oh, this is why you never complain around Nick. He's always got a meta gag to make. Um, I'm going to tell you more about our setup while I'm here. There's always – we're – lately, now that I'm in Canberra as well, we've been doing episodes from Nick's bedroom, um, and there's, there's a bunch of adverse factors. Well, firstly, Nick just kicked me in the football accident. Um, but there's always gardening for some reason. We're, we're like, coinciding with – I don't know, is it the Salvation Army across the road in their like – It's
0: Salvation Army Church, yes. Their
1: endless quest to have um, – Stately yards. Yes. Oh, it, yeah. well,
0: it's their reputation. It's central to their reputation. It's the idea of a neat, uh, flat, green space that you can admire but not
1: touch. I just That's feel like, heaven.
0: That's heaven to the salvation. I just element. feel
1: like Dan Carlin, who's the biggest podcaster I can think of, even though I, I now have <laughs> thought of Joe Rogan, another big podcaster. I reckon you know, they're, not, up, they're not in these conditions.
0: Last, as long as you have a two-syllable last name that um, Nick ends, ends in an N. No, it has to be Nick Delan. Oh, Ooh, that sounds good. It's pretty good, actually. Stage name. Stage name. Um, speaking of stage names, um, I don't know if the fact that Chris and I both have arts practices will, um, make us, uh, warmer and go easier on the idea of art or or the opposite. Yeah. I didn't have that instinct. Yeah. Um, I guess let's a a big, the first thing that occurs to me is the thing that's going to be a big thing that we're going to be ranking. Isn't just the conception it's yeah. Isn't just the conception of a bunch of things as art and uh what that means and how valuable it is but yeah whether or not the things that art is coded to encompass are usefully um categorized as their own thing or if that makes a kind of weird awkward separation that isn't useful i reckon it's a my hunch is that it's a weird mix of
1: but yeah but i mean well, we've been we've been looking at things as the culture of the things as well as um totally avoid the noun it is as well as the um stated intention you, how, how are you feeling at having a cracker definition in this
0: definition one? yeah it's uh it's a wild one i'd like to me the trickiness in defining it um is a hint towards how weird it is that there's just this whole that there is this category of thing called art i'm you know um
1: which is contested which is part of the
0: super contested um ultra, the, I guess. yeah if i was going to start super basic Um, it would be, um, practices or forms that involve creativity, which again is like, would be its whole separate idea to rank. And I think would be equally thorny. That's, you know, I don't know if that, um, gives us stronger handles on it anyway, because you know, what is and isn't a creative act, but stuff that is, you know, it's stuff, uh, it's categories that are perceived to require creativity to engage in or to, um, make, um, they might, uh, and, yeah, there's also connotations of things that have um, edification or spiritual transcendence or uh, just existential transcendence as a thing that they provide or search for. Um, and they have uh, and also connotations of being for um, existential edification rather than for practical purpose necessarily. It's all pretty... Um, yeah, like it's there's nothing where it's... Uh, feels like, oh, here's the simple um, utilitarian description. But I guess, again, the idea is that it's meant it, it, that people think of it and hold it up as an um,
1: aspect of existence that resists the utilitarian. Yeah, um, which, which I think is going to be I'm, – I'm just trying to separate um, – <laughs> I just are taking the easy step of separating myself and my experience from um, what I think about this. <laughs> <laughs> just do,
0: just do, why didn't we think of that doing that earlier? and yeah, yeah. Making of this podcast because,
1: because I have a I have a very um, I guess utilitarian approach to what I myself conceive of as as art in my yeah. own personal definition of like what I, how I conceive of the practice of it and um consumption, which is um, just really boils down to learning something and teaching it and um and that's that's obviously not the entirety of it because um you know we don't consider or, or at least um, you day can... to day in the layperson's terms we don't consider classroom teaching um to be within the realm of or art even,
0: or even something like fishing which is yeah exactly. you know, which, which you know which which still has connotations of being like a kind of leisurely existential activity aside from the thing but
1: yeah yeah that... yeah so so to to further furnish that um that perspective I think that um there are certain uh, el- elements of the world, uh, life and its experience that can't be communicated via, like, let's sit down and, you know, you put your rod out and then you wait for a nibble or whatever. Um, what, am I, what am I doing with this podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and We're here with fishing's Chris Entry. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> he knows both the steps.
1: <laughs> um, but uh but there are some you know there are some realms of human so many realms of human experience that can't be uh, communicated uh, simply and you know there's 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 that additional element of experience that um is, is sort of more impressionistic in its in how we experience them ourselves like through emotional frameworks and things like that, and then um being able to impart those in some way or even something that, you know not not intentionally but impart something that that, that uh, triggers an emotional response or like a you know more abstract um engaged response with whatever the s- stimulus is. I feel like that's.
0: And and thinking about it, I mean, you can talk about uh, supposedly prosaic things like um, fishing or um, trying to create uh, a nuclear fusion process. And you can talk about there is the term um, elevating. Uh, there's the idea of elevating something to an art form. It's like, oh, they made that into mm. an art form, um, which shows that maybe there is that, that sounds like it would be a thing that would diffuse the whole idea further. But I think that actually shows that in a way there is a kind of, um, a bit of a handle on the whole idea, which is like, yeah, it's, it's this idea of, um, of a version of doing existence, which, um, yeah, which transcends the prosaic or the, um, this, you know, like gives, gives you some sense of connecting to something that has, uh, more of a, um, elevated, um, the, all the, you know, all the, all the terms, um, are annoying in that they have this, um, they create this kind of obnoxious separation between, oh, this, this kind of, you know, higher state of being and this lower state of being. Oh, you mean stand and look at. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it's like, and there's no way to define it without, um, gaining sudden empathy for anyone who thinks that the art that like that art is a bunch of nonsense or at the yeah. very least or at the very least a thing that shouldn't be given huge resources or time to. Although I don't know people who have that pose, I don't know that there's many people who really feel that way about all things. Like they they think that the art that they think is nonsense is nonsense and then the, yeah, and then the thing, I mean most people at the, as a, at a bare minimum uh, love the movie cabaret. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say love music. I'm sure there are people, I'm sure there are individuals in the world who have no use for it, but mm -hmm. most people have use for it, even if they, yeah, I mean, most people's relationship with art is, is as a cheap commodity that basically just comes out of the tap and they use it as they want. Um, rather than having the sort of like, um, driven nerdy obsession to know more about certain art forms and to engage with them and to get to personally enact them that, you know, that I did from a young age. Um, and I don't know if that's good or bad. It's just, yeah, that's just, it's just the reality. Like, um, there's, uh, it's, you know, it's, there's a certain watermarked amount of arts, um, activity in everyone's life as they're walking around that mm. availing themselves of, enjoying, which Indiana. is seemingly
1: true across time and cultures.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I mean, you know, let's start really simply, I think it relates to things that we've got high on the list, like um, something like jokes, which, you know, is another thing that could be elevated to an art form or, yeah. you know, as creative practice where a lot of, you know, jokes we have in the top 10 and the top five still, I think. And that was mostly on the idea of like, yeah, something that just makes, uh, <laughs> that, that uh, creates a version of existence that is just more enjoyable. Like number one, Art, even when art is confronting and, um, uh, like rocking you with its, um, cruel observations about the howling, um, emptiness of existence, it's still, usually it's doing it in a way that gives you some kind of, um, feeling of enjoyment as well. Like sometimes, like, you know, even, even really, uh, even really brutal art, people are still, um, there are still people who, the people who are engaging with it are doing it kind of willfully in a way that it's making their existence better to do it.
1: Yeah. And even at the other end of the spectrum, like I, I remember I saw a play last year and I left it being like that, that was none, that didn't transform me in any way that I, I got nothing like um I, I'm, but I really enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. Like, and that was, you know, I had a really nice yep. night.
0: And and back to that, you know, as you're saying, that utilitarian idea, yeah. like art encompasses everything from something that might be, you know, really trying to remodel an aspect of existence for you and make you think about things differently. Or it could just be a widget of the thing that you've already um, enjoyed before. Like it might not be there to challenge you in any way. It might just be there to to, to comfort, to even, you know, Sure up your confirmation biases, but it might be a really well-constructed version of that. And just because it's trying to do that doesn't... yeah. And most of the people that it's doing that for still have an awareness that, um, well, who knows, but a lot of people are able to engage with both versions of art at different times. And um, yeah, I mean, as someone, you know, I'm someone who's a huge like pop song obsessive, so I've got a lot of room in my heart for stuff that is just a well-made, I mean... I would also say that no matter how um, much something is attempted to be made, as just a basic unit of the thing to entertain, Mm. uh, you know, it always ends up some weird thing anyway. It'll be culturally coded information, yeah. Yeah. Because of the specificity of, you know, art can't, even when art tries to be made cynically, it doesn't, it never really ends up getting made cynically.
1: Yes. Because the artistic process is too specific and weird. I always think that about pop songs, how, um, you know, there, there does seem to be that cynical idea that, um you know, be, because perhaps a, a particular pop star doesn't write their own songs or whatever. That that, that it's all manufactured and like, yeah, like you like. Think about the companies that have like hundreds of millions of dollars, and 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 the the stakes are so high in having a number one song, mm. and they can't they can't consistently do it. It's like this is the great thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's not manufactured. It's certainly a production line, mm. but it's a production. It's not a production line like making cans because you can't reliably produce the thing that you're trying to produce, which is what makes it such a great weird. And people are trying, <laughs> like They're desperately. Know, a lot trying. of people are trying. Yeah, if it, you know, and this is the same with, um, you know, cinema, TV, mm. um, you know. Uh, even the artistic aspect of things like commercials and, um, uh, you know, even things like architectural design, anything that's being designed, you know, is going to have some huge Venn diagram overlap with quote unquote art at the very least. And yeah, it's just a, (laughs) they're just, I mean, I'm a big fan of the um, William Goldman, um, uh, the the Hollywood screenwriter from the seventies. His, you know, it's, it's uh, an obnoxiously open quote that gets misused a lot by people in cinema, but his, his, Big quote was just, no one knows anything. Mm. You know, when he's talking, he wrote one of the first books that he wrote this book in the seventies that was kind of a memoir, but was sort of retroactively turned into like a screenwriting Bible by people in their minds because he was just dishing on what it was like to be a Hollywood screenwriter. And yeah, like just the obvious observation that it was a lot of people setting themselves up in guru or or roles or, you know, saying that they're trying to be presenting themselves as knowledgeable because they have to, because they have a job to do and they're trying to do the thing, but no one actually knows how to replicate the success of something because if they did, they would. Um, and to me, that's you know, that must be extremely stressful uh, when you're dealing with uh, multi million dollar, multi billion dollar industries. But for mm. me, it's delightful as someone to sit back and watch because as you say, it takes out, it completely disarms um, the worst effects of cynicism or um, manipulation because you just can't do it enough. <laughs> you can't do it like art, just art just can't be done perfectly uh, almost ever, if ever. Um, in a way that uh, I've already mentioned the film Cabaret
1: in this <laughs> podcast, Nick, and I appreciate your respect for the. Um,
0: I mean, that's a great uh, Cabaret is kind of a fun example because it's there's that um, you know that over again overworked internet joke about oh yeah you know the all those the great night. all this all the Weimar it's, you know arts art is so useful um, for the world like all those great Weimar Republic um, <laughs> artists who. Uh, you know, stopped the third Reich from yeah. raising through their, um, through the billions of the satire. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like if you look at um, if you, there is the thing where if you try and apply a utilitarian standard to art, it gets pretty grim straight away in terms of being like, if, if, if you have, if you um use story mechanics as the thing, like, you know, conventional story mechanics in terms of, oh yeah, well the art, yeah. You, you plug the art in and yeah. then everyone thinks and is better. Which you know is I think that's the weird well that's, this is, that's this, the dumbest way people about think about art in a way, which is which like,
1: is the bu- the beautiful element of it, which is that the the whole value like really I mean the bulk of the value comes from whatever is is um, stimulated in the perception of the audience of, yeah. of something Like, it's, it doesn't just end at the production of course, like people making stuff there's a great utility for them potentially and for you know but mm-hmm. uh, but um
0: a livelihood, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's 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 in the audience and their reception, and of course, that's that's a hard thing to um to quantify, particularly at an output end, like at the, at the people, start or
0: something. Or and it just when people when people generally are driven to think about, all right, what do I get? What what did I get back from my use of time there? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're used to thinking about that in terms of things like you know financial recompense or mm. um, self improvement, quote unquote. You know, I can see that stuff leaks into People's perception of art and what it's for, whereas for me, yeah, I'm extremely high on art as just a thing that um, is just really easy to passionately engage with and can and will churn up and is just a big churned up bunch of weird stuff that, um, you know, I mean, part of probably how much of art is art, of art is just a big reflection of the fact that we have con- humans happen to have consciousness and we have a drive. We have consciousness insists upon feeling that a feeling of wanting to put a feeling of specialness onto itself like it feels i i exist and to me that feels special even though it's there's no evidence that it's particularly special or that specialness
1: is a thing so then you mean like the validation that you get from seeing other sort of expressions of the same
0: yeah well no more that like you know moments of art, like it's hard to unpick because art has a since i was a little kid and i'm sure this is the same for everyone like different art forms just have a a biological effect on me, like a kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, music that really gets to me has a sort of kind of like skin tingle. Like it feels like my skin's almost like fraying off into, you know, into space Mm -hmm. in a way that like feels like it must be important, you know? Uh, and, um, feels like it's taking the, uh, makes it feel like there must be something beyond just the, um, you know the, the flat facts of my continued existence which will at some point stop continuing even though there's no evidence for that it's those are the moments that yeah make me feel plugged into something that um could have a point to it which again is like very reductive and embarrassing like yeah i mean i, I don't mind saying that yeah a lot of my arts practice is about it's 50 being super nerdy about the stuff that i've loved about art you know as an observer or a um engage it and fifty percent just a you know just a, a knee jerk thing that I do when um existential dread is overtaking me, you know, just as it's the thing that can make me feel better. so you know, we haven't ranked solace and things like that, but like um yeah, it's funny how much I can just feel good about just seeing something where I'm like I've talked before about when we've talked about story where I'm just like, oh I just it it really me when I just see a depiction of something about where I feel like someone's observed something really clearly and um, effectively about human existence or about existence, I'm like, oh, that's so well observed, which is like a funny, I don't know why I like that or why that's particularly good.
1: Yeah, I think this is getting on to, what, to um, one of the great virtues, which is it sort of gives you a theory of mind for um other people, the society we're living in, like mm. you know what what experiences can exist. What experiences can you have as well? Like it, it sort of elongates um, your own emotional states. I think because um, for me, like what you, when you're saying it's fifty fifty percent, you know, reverence for the form and fifty percent containing exos- soothing existential dread. For me, it's zero percent of either. Like mm. it's it's just um, it's probably just one hundred percent emotional. Like dancing, I guess, or something sure. like some, some other way of like, you know, just reveling in the various different, um, emotional states that, that exist anyway, that it might be pulled in certain directions. Reveling is a good word. Um, yeah, but I think that also, um, you know, it's a really, uh, you talk about the, in, the, with stories, you can can see something captured really concisely. Similarly, you can see something captured what in a way that you consider poorly, but that gives you an insight to what somebody, how somebody else may conceive of the same type yeah. of situation and, and whether it's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the form is. You can have that experience, I think. Um, and, and that's, that's rich as well. Like, I, th- I think having, I think generally things that are on our list that um, promote connection to each other and like, you know, see that, you know, how other people, can be in this life or yeah. or have, have that exchange are, are going to rank pretty highly. And my instinct is is this is one of those things. Um, what what are the old...
0: It makes me think it's starting to talk about the negatives. Like I was thinking about, I mean, I wonder if this will be similar to story, like which we have ranked super high, but which, mm. you know, anytime we actually have talked about it on the podcast at, in its episode and outside of it, I'm mostly just critiquing it. But uh, on the idea that, yeah, like, you know, story is both – where we landed with story was that it's the, it's, you know, it's a fairly essential, um, part of human, literally the the functionality of the human organism and brains, mm-hmm. uh, which also means that everything that was ever, that's ever been bad, wrong, yeah. reductive trash, um, d- toxic has been delivered through story. But, you know, we, where we eventually landed was that, yeah, A, you, you probably need it. And also it's on a version of the list where the best ideas are at the at the bottom at the top and the worst ideas are at the bottom story gets to be the best version of itself. I want art feels maybe a little more complicated than that. Um, just because art is, you know, again, it's certainly way better than journalism. Don't get me wrong, but it, which we have, you know, sort of. You're lo- in lo- I arts below story. I don't know. I feel like, let me, I'm just stringing out a thought process yeah, yeah. with, um, I'll allow it. <laughs> with, so journalism, um, when we talked about that, a lot of why we were relatively down on it is just the idea that it's um, it's a type of story form that tends to be like uh, it's it's formatted in a way that is flattening and reductive in a way that tends to um, create uh, not just not uh, build your into build good accurate intuitions about how the world works, but actually creates wrong intuitions about how the world works. And you know, art has huge potential to do the same thing as well. Like popular, like v- vast tracts of if we're talking about popular culture, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, not exactly the Marble same thing it. as art, uh, you know, it was a recent phenomenon, but like I was a, a closer to hand, one that I always think about cause my, um, housemate Mark, who's a legal academic and a pop culture obsessive. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he writes and thinks in the area of how pop culture forms our popular intuitions. And I mean, you know, he would use the much, from our perspective, much older example, decades old example of um, just legal dramas and um, like TV, like any TV courtroom depictions, which always 100% of the time teach you wrong things about how things work in a courtroom and in the legal system. Um, and But have been the case for so long that you have this weird thing where like the public's intuitions of how the law works have actually been formed by pop culture legal stories. To the point where then they they uh, you know the population is putting public pressure on the legal system to act in a certain way that conforms to those norms and and sometimes they end up having to do it and so you end up with this strange feedback loop where um uh, what's an example of that well I mean um uh, Mark would be uh, would speak to much better but literally just most of the you know mo- most of just the dry mechanical um legal process like there was you know if we think of uh, i mean aside from the fact that if we're in australia and we think that the the legal system works the same way it does in the yeah. us but um just the idea of uh what how a uh, lawyer can behave normally like you, you know mark will just enjoy yeah, but is that
1: is that, is that something that, i sorry i i understand what you're saying about the the misrepresentation but uh, the idea that then you know in australian society we think how Legal practice should be um, expressed via a certain cultural thing that's that's not accurate, and then somehow back impose that upon our own legal system as expectations.
0: Oh yeah, right. So but- um, you know, as a recent um, thing. You know, I was, no. Think about recent. Think about something big and sweeping. So you know, things like asylum seeker law. You know, mm-hmm. where you have people's um, intuitions around what should be legal and just um, are based around. Well, I mean, it's not even about um, depictions of the law in popular society. It's more just about people's um, uh, lack of uh, engagement with the fact that um, the law is about, the law is shaped by things like legal precedence and um, uh, things like being able to create an argument based on, uh, relevance to certain statutes and literal laws rather than, you know, just having a strong, a stronger moral argument in mm-hmm. the, in the moment, which, you know, isn't just been shaped by legal dramas, it's been shaped by
1: like, you know, larger, uh, pop culture stories. Yeah. So this, this is, I mean, it's just in the, the meta level of where we're talking about the potential weaknesses for, for things. I'm not convinced that that's a function of, um, the art informing, um, uh, driving a particular direction any more than it is mirroring how you know sort of our natural instincts for moral warfare and um and you know and all the you know the inexpertise being correlated with um, stronger um, opinions that that's, that sort of tracks across everything anyway like
0: if you're arguing that it's that what I'm really doing is just dunking on story again I'm happily <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I'm happy to accept that um on journalism I guess my I guess. In a simpler way, what I'm I'm saying.
1: What I'm thinking is the negative outcomes aren't the function of of the form that we're talking about necessarily.
0: Mm, I feel like, again, the way that art does stuff, Mm
1: -hmm. which is to, um, uh,
0: you know, like to find um, a, which is to be representative, you know, know, symbolic, um, even, you know, even just evocative, you know, has, uh, is awesome and also has baked into it, again, the concept of like, uh, you know, reducing or codifying things in a reductive way, like as in, yeah, there's, I mean,
1: um. Okay. I I can, I can, I can can definitely see that the, like that augmentation of like, um, of emotional states, it, when taken to like fr- to frozen fixed points of things, representations of the world as it doesn't actually exist or can't actually exist, um, can have people uh, behave as though that is a truth. And um,
0: and if people – and also just the fact that it can make people – that people can really – like art you can really love, you know? Yeah. You can just love it in a way yeah. that um, can overcome uh, critical faculties, which mm-hmm. is – you know, there's a lot of stuff like that, but art is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh again i guess you like story we end up in a larger question of like if we is it with art is it just a simple matter of putting it on a list where all the worst um concepts and ideas are ranked uh below so that art is going to be less likely to feature them i i'm not sure off the top of my head just because again that's just just the artistic process is so even the fact that the thing I was celebrating before and do celebrate, which is that art is so personal, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the, um, (laughs) everything that's great about, as we know from the amount of art that we've seen, everything that's, uh, potentially great about one person getting to, um, express the absolute specificity of their take on a thing is also everything that can be horrible about a piece of art.
1: Yeah, sure. Also, also even like it's, um, you know, collective level, like, a, it's, it's a common feature of successful dictatorships that they very early on um, seem to successfully, uh, if not recruit, um, you know, gain control to, the, to cultural institutions and, and, you know, key individuals and whatever, and, mm-hmm. or at least the, the representations of things. And that's that's sort of like, you know, a lot of our lasting artworks through time are, um, you know, propaganda pieces for various ideologies
0: even, even um, which
1: may not be conceived that way,
0: and even if they're not deliberately that way, like you know, if something reflects yeah. the the popular intuitions of of its time and place, then those and those pop- and those popular intuitions are from a specific um, era. Then it's going to be easy to look at them as being like, oh yeah, this is, there's a lot of unchallenged garbage here, including right this second. But yeah, the. Um, and, but that's what I like about it.
1: I feel like me it's, too. A, it's it's a mirror for um you know some sort of. Some sort of cultural, like you know, it gives you it it throw it's uh you know if you look at all of it from a particular time or place or whatever you can sort of throw a blanket across it and then be, and then see what the contours are and be like oh this is what was important and, or and to, this is, to say or
0: and this is why yeah the idea of judging artwork or how well art is going in the world based on how well it's um uh you know offering moral instruction or ch- or you know afflicting the mm. powerful you know blah blah blah. You know, it's, it's it doesn't. It's not super compelling for me because, yeah, it's again. I'm much more at the. I'm much more at the art is re, is yeah, reveling in a bunch of stuff end of the spec uh, of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, me too. Unsurprisingly, and I, I feel like um you know on a list where we've got sort of critical thinking and um I don't know any sort of like measured engagement with mm. the world around you um high up then I I feel like the 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 great risks of um. Being swept by you know artistic expressions into forming hardline opinions that are that are based on mistruths or n- mm. unwhole truths um, is really reduced. And I, I like, I think that's also. I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but for me, like I feel that's reflected in the art that I consume anyway. Like I'm I'm really not interested in anything that really tells me what to do, what to, like sure. or what tells me how to think about something. You know, yeah. I, I like things that that. Um, you know, our explorations, and then um, you know, and are flawed within themselves in visible ways because yeah. then,
0: where yeah. where you can see where you're seeing whether the the artist, the maker, the you, you can see where they're highlighting, they're cannily highlighting things about things that are happening in the world, and you can also see where their blind spots are. Like yeah, um, some of my <laughs> yeah, some of my favorite art, um makers of you know um. Film, music, uh, comedy—like it's that exact mix. It's like, oh, they're really sharp about this, and whoa, they've never even—they're completely blind to this aspect of themselves in the world. Like, it's that mix that I'm actually digging.
1: But because there's a there's a there's a fragility of human truth in it, in watching, in seeing somebody do that. Like, I don't like I don't want to see someone pretending that they've figured everything out and that they have all the answers, and and like, and even they won't have because they won't have exactly. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. And also, yeah, I don't know. And like, it's fun and funny. Like, yeah. (laughs) But also, um, yeah, it's. uh, So at one, you have you have people who engage with the art that they like, with uh, while also maintaining a huge, um, like a strong critical lens on it. And then you have people who don't, and might be completely um, the art that they that they're into might be acting as a as a shoring up of their um, wrong intuitions about the world. But I, in both cases, I don't feel like it's the, necessarily the art itself that is making them one type of person or the other. Like they're one type of person or the other for other reasons and then that shapes their relationship to art. Um, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, um, like if you imagine that whole scenario without the existence of art at all, like it's – so it's, a, it's almost it's almost an impossible task to do to imagine human society without artistic expression. Yeah. So maybe that's a silly, silly case to make. To,
0: but you yeah, know it's kind of yeah as well particularly when and I think that's the thing right once you start to define artistic expression which is just yeah reveling reveling in a bunch of reveling in a bunch of stuff that is, um, you know, just kind of like hovering loosely around like the central the central spark of. Humans being humans, like, yeah, you just kind of go, well, yeah, how would that ever not happen? Um, yeah, the, uh, and you know, I just think about it's funny, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of um, hand wringing in the arts to be like, how do we engage more people with the arts? in? in by, which is always, you know, by that's always means, how do we engage more people with the art form that I care about, yeah, in which yeah. my livelihood and sense of self is bound up in? I don't know, like, when I was, as you say, like people are engaged with art all the time; they're just not valuing it necessarily,
1: <laughs> or, or or defining it, or in, defining in the, it as in art. the same terms. Like, um, like I, I often think that one of the huge curses in our own particular society, because we really lament the um, low value of art in Australia, or sorry, those those of us who consider ourselves artists typically do. But um, like, I think if you if you ask somebody to point at where art is. Like most people will be like, oh, it's at the gallery or whatever. Mm. But for most people, that's not the ca- material of the case now yeah. they practice their lives. And I just think it's a great um, disservice because then, you know, it, then all, in all the abstract um, conversations, it's like, well, another – I mean, li- literally, I mean, this year in Australia, we had, um, you know, the, the, a significant shutdown like so many places. And yeah. – um, and they and a whole bunch of artists were losing all their livelihood because they couldn't do stuff in public. And one of the first things they, one of the only things they did was they pledged a few hundred million dollars, and most of that goes to the galleries. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like Rothko's fine. You know, Rothko's yeah. dead. Yeah. Like not not that that I mean that's unfair to visual artists who are, are, are suffering as well. But uh, there's a whole like spectrum of um, if only every country
0: that... had put their few million dollars together. We could have brought Rothko back from the dead,
1: <laughs> which would be very in theme with. Something you would rank highly. There you go.
0: Um,
1: but um, Would you want to be resurrected as like a half.
0: Like a, as a sort of sh- shambling ghoul? Yeah,
1: you would. Yeah. You sicko. I'd take
0: it over. <laughs> take it over. Not that. Um, <laughs> 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 the, shambling ghoul? Yeah. yeah no no do problems. It. Done. Um, Sorry, off topic. <laughs> always on topic. But yeah, I mean uh those who know me know that i am a little bit less um redu- you know for someone who you know uh, half my um livelihood is in the arts but yeah i have um uh, it's not true i get paid way less from my arts job than my gym job some of my livelihood is in the arts i um am, i get less uh head up in this idea that you know um that the prob- that the problem is lack of um funding and financial resources to the arts not to say i mean you know uh this is separate to the idea of things like emergency relief in a pandemic but at the same time this the yeah. whole like when artists getting head up and then be like oh we need to we need to prove our financial value so that we can get more financial support i'm kind of like well you know uh sure under this current system un- under the current economic systems we've we've uh govern the world sure but like you know i'm I'm engaging with those, uh, because that's the, that'll be the situation for the whole time I'm alive. But the idea that I would be more emotionally invested in them than that, um, easy for me to say, obviously when I'm financially secure, but mm. it's, but also like. No, I th- no, I think that's fair. Like I always It's like- master's tools, master's house stuff ultimately. And yeah, to me, like the idea of, um, uh, it feels like really playing into the,
1: uh, into I feel like court. any house is inherently a master's house <laughs> <true>. these days. <laughs>
0: it's true. But um, it just feels like that thing that happened at one point where it's like, oh, what will be smart is if we um, define the value of art in economic terms. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not playing into the other team's um, hands at all, you know. SpaghettiOs. <laughs> exactly. But it's, um, uh, yeah, but also, you know, again, and again, as someone who's heavily involved in the arts, I've been in plenty of, I've been plenty at gigs, theatre shows, performance art events where I would just be sitting there watching the thing that's happening and being like, hmm. I think the de- the defund the arts crowd have a bit of a point, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah when, the, I, I, when the thing's awful. The the thing I always agitate for, um, is, oh, I've that, be- that I've, gardening. I've,
0: I've benefited from many arts grants, by
1: the way. Oh yeah. Um, me too, but I would rather never have to apply for one again. And instead to be, um, in a society where being poor was, like, was like exactly. m- more manageable. Like, totally. Yeah.
0: Um, exactly. And, uh, yeah,
1: um... but it's because it's the unevenness. Like, I mean, honestly, as I, as I walk around, I often find in my head being exasperated with um, the things that you would least associate an artist to have problems with. Like, it, nothing pulls me more to f- sort of free market libertarianism than my experience trying to put on <laughs> shows, because you know you're in an environment suddenly where um, you know you know if you put on a a night and, um, and it goes well, maybe you're bringing hundreds and hundreds of people to do a particular thing for you know the purpose of your the artistic show and Basically, everyone who's involved in that is covered by all sorts of conditions and, um, you know, minimum wages and, like, superannuation and whatever, except for you. And so you're subsidising everyone else's life, like, yeah. for something for, – for what is your own endeavour. And it's such, a, it's such a crippling disincentive.
0: And then have to hear them complain about the ticket price. But, yeah, yeah. the um, – yeah, and as as you say, it's that – and, you know, as you say and, you know, as it relates to what I was talking about is this, yeah, people, like, it's, it's an interesting – because again, uh, people's intuitions, people think that they have a basic concept of quote unquote fairness based around things like economic, it, economics, um, arts is the perfect place to show how flimsy all of that is and how much it's just a bunch of story detritus that has happened arbitrarily. Yeah. As yeah. in A, people think of art as a thing that should be should be essentially free um, and a lot of people's basic, you know, like the main art form that most people are interacting with most of the time is TV. Mm. Um, or music, and they're basically getting it. They're getting all the music and TV they want for free these days, eventually, as in they're complaining about things like $60 a year subscription services, you know, yeah. and, you know, thinking about for streaming channels and, or for Spotify. For things that appreciate. cost millions and millions of dollars but, to produce. Like untold that, that yeah, like so many people's lifetimes about bound up in. Um, and they're like, yeah, but we, we, we expect to get it for free. Um, and then uh, on top of that, in terms of people who have arts practices, and I've, I might have pointed, I feel like I've talked about this on, in other topics on other episodes. It's a pretty mundane thing to point out, but it is so wild that everyone is relaxed about the idea of an industry where it's like, okay, um, a tiny 0.5% at the top are millionaires, billionaires, yeah, yeah. and everyone else um, has to have an additional income concept or just be poor. Like the idea that there's no concept that artists would just be another. Another job that could earn you, you know, forty grand a year to sixty grand a year. Like this is
1: my great lamentation. Like I feel like you know, if I was the fiftieth best plumber in a city, I'd be doing all right. But you know, you, if you're like the third best artist, you're dead. You're out <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. And everyone's just has an intuition that that's normal, which you know. Yeah. And again, yeah. Art has it. Art and story has the role to play in that because art, you know, most of the stories that shore up that intuition come through popular yeah. culture. Uh, uh,
1: uh, yeah. In fact, it's the, the 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 rationalists who are always a. a, a ladies. Uh, yeah, great, just a great group because mm. they're self-described as rationalists. Indeed. Um
0: uh, <laughs> I, I, have you heard about my new group I've put together, The Good People? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Am I in? Um Rationally, yes. I think it is.
1: Um there's um there's a project uh, which is run out of Oxford University um by someone I went to university with, and they um they have gotten all this funding. I think they maybe even went through one of the big incubators. Um because they've they've got a rationalist project, which is like how to improve the world through your career, um, and <laughs> and and you can look you can look up which career you should do.
0: They've taken this to an art form. You know,
1: they absolutely have, because they wrote to me and said, "Tell me what's good about, you know, the arts. What's the utility of being an artist?" And which is you know, it, it's a difficult question for anybody. But mm. um, you know, I sent I sent through a pretty what I considered um I, I gave it I gave it a lot of time and um, effort and and um, and none of it was integrated to what they did. And the, their final thing was, look, your chance of becoming a, a great genius artist is very low. Um, and it's only going to be of utility if you do that and make a lot of money that you can give to causes. Um, uh, and so unless from a very early age, the si- everyone around you is... is blown away by your works and the signs are there that you are the, you are Mozart or whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's, that it's not something that's worth pursuing. And I just thought I just, just, that conception, like of, of the value of um, artistic engagement or even the value of a person, like it was, it was so, So it was so striking to say, (laughs) yeah. yeah, I was like, how is this? um, Because
0: again, it wouldn't, that only, they're blind to the fact that that is, that that is preloaded by the story of how art works. Exactly. 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 That, that they wouldn't, the, be, that they the, wouldn't the, be holding yeah. other industries to that. So like yeah. in the other thing, if, if, if they that's were my looking, first
1: thought, I was like, what if you're not the best teacher or whatever? Exactly. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Or the, or even the best entrepreneur, like imagine if, on, yeah. imagine if only the top three entrepreneurs got to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's not worth doing it. <laughs> um, it's great. Um, the, oh, I want to, so the other thing that relaxes me, and again, this is just getting into being an impossible nerd in an area, but like, because, yeah, what I was going to talk about before is mm. the idea of um, people wringing their hands over how to engage people with art. As a kid, you know, there was no specific mechanism. Like, no one was putting specific effort. There was no specific mechanism into getting, like, you know, um, six-year-old Nick Delattic, um, uh you know, in Broken Hill, um, obsessed with pop songs, um, you know, films, TV, uh in a way, And, you know, everyone around – all the other kids were into songs and movies and TV, but that extra thing that happened where then I started to think about – like, got a weird obsession with wanting to then enact it myself and, and knowing how it was made and, you know, these things that lead to having an arts practice, which, again, like, there was no – it just happened, like, as in an obsession – an obsessive engagement – just at where it was like where I, where I realized at a young age that other people didn't want to talk like if I talked too much too long and too much about it right. um, it would I would end up being embarrassed by realizing right. that other people didn't have the same um nerd engagement and that's only one way to be someone engaged in arts practice obviously like like as you say like that um. Uh, you know, again, the thing I was, that 50% split I was talking about before with me is very evident in my work, which is a weird, yeah. um, a, a weird, uh, mix of like, uh, fairly dense, uh, and specific reference points. And then like, um, you know, almost uh, compulsive, like personal disclosure in a way that kind of, you know, arguably conflicts with each other in terms of audience accessibility.
1: Well, it makes sense to me to hear that 50% mix because uh, invertly, um, Firstly, uh, the value that I got out of seeing your works doubled once I realized that, like, sure. once I was like, oh, hang on a sec, Nick's trying to like, <laughs> he's trying Nick's very deliberately doing this. Like, you know, mm. these, these are, these are like, once you can see the through line of the choices, I'm like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Like, yeah, it really, uh, really opened it up for me.
0: All it, all it takes is for someone to, uh, look at like 50 different things I've done across like six different art forms that you may or may not be into. Yes. It's, it's easy. Um, you know, in the camera scene, it actually is easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, bless the camera scene for um, being a collapsed, uh, yeah, the, um, white dwarf of a thing. But the, um, but yeah, the other thing that um,
1: mm, green metaphor
0: because I'm like, how? Because um, yeah, I'm like, well, is there a problem? Like. <laughs> Is is people's goal for there to be a lot of a lot of versions of me walking around because or everyone would be a version of me, because I don't think that would be good. Um, you know, I think I think the amount
1: of No, but that's not that's not a self declared goal of I hope any art
0: form. No, like- but it's this idea of like getting we need to get more, you know, which, uh, <laughs> again, it just feels, again, I'm, I'm uh ripping on a thing that artists like me do, which is like, you know, how how do we get more people to have the same specific obsessive nerdy relationship with art that we do the other thing that makes me chill uh that is the that is the simple observable reality which um isn't most people's intuition including a lot of people in the creative industries which is you know that simple uh it is in a lot of uni textbooks though which is that simple kind of counterculture as the pump of culture thing where everything that has ever become uh absurdly ubiquitous and smotheringly popular like um legal dramas or marvel films or um you know uh, hip-hop always ballet all of them every single one of them has started as an incredibly niche um thing for a tiny population in a single room like every always that's the, in fact the only way it can happen and um yeah. Again, I like that. That I I like that just as a thing because it's such a weird and cool way for it to work. But it also, yeah, it uns- that uh, the thing that people the thing that people is always always thinks is going to be the the death end state apocalypse of art, um, which is yeah, just an ultimate, just reducing it down to just um, uh, well, lowest common common denominator, mass produced will never be what happens because right. because. The actual human hunger for like the weird new thing um, can only be serviced by things that are that come from a absurdly marginalised space, and that's just you know that that's just uh, a, mun- a mundane reality, which is also really cool.
1: For mine, the um, the thing that drives that is like to f- to feel connected and like uh, which is you know saying we talk about quite a bit on the podcast as you know we're a, gr- a group organism. Um, and there's, uh, you know, I feel like when we're at our sort of emotionally most volatile points, we often find the solace of art. You know, like it's it's a trope that, you know, teens will find specific you know, music and like deeply get into it in a way that um, other generations don't seem to as much. Yeah. Um, or, or people going through particular things in their life maybe may really turn to the comfort of feeling like um, – you know you experience the world in the same way as someone else or like mm. you can yeah what you what, you're not the only person who've gone through something and it's shared or uh, and i think that that's something that isn't captured by other um by many of the other ideas on the list and i think it's a, it's a very powerful um, thing to have in your life not to mention fun and yeah, but, uh, yeah. And enjoyable and light. Uh, and we, and, and un- anything from the whole spectrum. Yeah.
0: And often unpredictable. Not always, but, mm. yeah, often unpredictable, which I like. And, like, yeah, I mean, again, like, it's uh, – I'm hopelessly compromised. Like, I uh, grew up in a place where I felt – um, I felt that nothing that was going on in my immediate geographical location, which was, you know, super isolated. Like, I was so far from any se- any place that was my sense of where the world was happening. Um. Nothing around me reflected anything that w- felt like what I wanted to be doing, and you know, <laughs> like let me put it this way: when we when we rank like media, you know, uh, or just trans transmittable media or things like, um, you know, uh, just just anything, where it's like, let's get here's a way to get a sense of what's going on in the world uh, to isolated places. I'm gonna be front I'm gonna be front loaded with a positive argument for it. Yeah, but certainly art in particular was a way for me to feel like, oh, there's something out there that I don't have access to yet, but except I can experience it. I can, um, I can be part of it. I can be part of it as someone participating in it and just loving it in a way that the person who made it like half a world away will never know. But, um, you know, but it's it's like just such a, such a, a real thing. And, uh, and one day I'll get to do it, you know? And there was a beautiful thing. It was, yeah, it was, it was very nice. And, um, then uh, you know um, you uh, become you go you know someone like me you get to be, go somewhere and become part of an art scene and you uh, come up against all of the weird uh, artifacts of things like um, artistic environments and what's annoying about them and then yeah you it's you it can be easy to complain about a lot of things and then still uh, fundamentally um, yeah I don't know it's a, my engagement with art certainly is compulsive and even though on it, my usual kind of semiotic bullshit could lead me to be like oh it's is it weird? do we really need this thing as its own separate category when it's so hard when it's so tricky to define in english at least i don't know, like to me <laughs> there's the other part where it's like well of course it's its own separate thing nick because it's the thing you know remember that thing that is um that just uh, that you identified as a child and have been obsessively engaged with the whole time if it's probably a thing then that exists. Mm,
1: it is nebulous, but it's like a magical smoke. <laughs> the um uh Is
0: that what get, you're saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is I want the list I want our listeners to um send your answers to which analogy you liked better out of uh the camper art scene being a white, a collapsed white dwarf and um art being magical smoke on a self-addressed envelope and send it to rank ideas care of um the Braden Boys. They have a much more
1: efficient um uh, we piggyback off their yes, office system. exactly. Yeah, they have a subscription service. They're so huge.
0: Um, all right. Anything else to say before we look at nah. the list? How, how shocking that this is going to be one of our longest episodes in a long
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us. Apologies. We could have probably made this a five-hour episode, but it's definitely for the best that we're ranking. Actually,
0: out. I'm going to make it longer just painfully just to Dungus, just because it feels um, – I feel responsible to so – um I thought of a better analogy for the, uh, legal intuitions being uh, formed by the thing, uh, which is one, like I was trying to think, oh, what's, what's some specific thing that Mark told me that, um, that I would embarrass myself relating. And that's why I was kind of stalling. But really the best example is when I was talking to, um, my aforementioned friend, Adelaide, who was, um, who was trained as a solicitor, uh, years ago about like, you know, there was a new story about a ruling about a song being judged to infringe on another famous song. as which caused outcry in the musical community. Just the this is the Men at Work one? No, this was um, Blurred Lines uh, sounding, oh, yeah. uh, sounding a lot like Got to Give It Up by yeah.
1: uh, Marvin Gay.
0: Marvin Gay, thank you. Uh, even, and which, you know, even though it's, uh, even though while it was definitely biting the vibe of that song, it was uh, compositionally yeah. proven to be extremely distinct in a way that suited legal precedent. And I remember talking to. Offbeat Cowbell. Totally. And I remember talking to ads about. Um, uh, how it was, how it really sucked as a precedent that it's going to set for artists, and that it made no sense. And ads is kind of someone from a legal background, just being like, "Well, do you know what the what the legal argument was?" And I was, I was like, "Well, no, it makes no sense to me because there was, you know, they they showed in court that it was blah blah blah." And ads was like, "Oh, none of that would have mattered. Like, what would have mattered would have been, um, literally, yeah, their, uh, whose whose lawyer was better at arguing relevance to this statute or that." Yeah. You know, like it would have compared right. to like really just, right. just dry procedural stuff. Right. Know? And, you know, she was just completely comfortable with, uh, and it was great because it actually took the teeth, teeth out of my outrage where I was like, oh, what is my outrage here based on? Yes, there could be negative outcomes of this in the world, but it also, I'm making assumptions about how the, li- what, like, what do I actually know about precedent and how it works? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think if you were, um, lined up and suddenly facing all the injustices that come out of, you know, a codified legal system. <laughs> For instance. And it's, it's uh, you know, inconsistent or, you know, perhaps... Uh, do you know uh, how
0: much money Pharrell has to pay? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that said, yes, I as someone who every song I've ever written have I've literally started by being like, well, I'll take this song, this existing song and that existing song, blend them together, fail to do that and end up with another thing. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, like... This is like creativity is a different thing that we're going to have to rank at some point, but, um, it's yep. just the idea that it's, you know, that anyone that is a un- unique and that it's anything like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's absurd.
0: Um, all right. So, um, we've got, so it's definitely better than imprisonment. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting around sort of top 20 actually. Yeah. So let's look at, to me, the, th- the stuff that could definitely beat it out is around, Oh, it's weird it's it's quite comparable to hanging out. Let's face it, mm. which is so. Our top ten at the moment: we've got sharing at the top, then friendship, then jokes, then story, generosity under story, self awareness under that, hanging out under that, cooperation under that, consistency under that, and competition. Um, My instinct is above consistency. What, what, what yeah, did anywhere jump in? That's exactly you? what I was thinking too. Yeah, I, think co- I think cooperation is the start of stuff that could be rivaling it mm. yeah i mean look if it was just if i was just fighting it out with story like it would be there'd be arguments for putting it above story just which is super high mm. um just because um i you know there's the idea of it being uh like the you know art being a thing that could be value additive to story um rather than uh detrimental but i still think story is still probably too much of a super form to.
1: Yeah, like I, I think there's yeah there's there's many instances in which you could say that art is better and more, more enjoyable and more rewarding than story. Absolutely, but I feel like story has a um, a utility to the function of our lives and society that that art doesn't rival. And um, which is which is uh, which is saying something. Yeah, it's saying something about the height of. Of um, how we use story to navigate everything,
0: and regardless, generosity is under that, and I think generosity is better. Mm. Um, certainly, a thing that I would want to be certainly improves art. Yeah, and um, self awareness does it improve art? I don't think necessarily, but that's not the only.
1: Um, no, but it improves I- the experience of art because self awareness in the in the onlooker, yeah. I think, is something you want to have.
0: It's a tricky one because I feel like self-awareness and art are like neck and neck for things that I feel uh, instinctively compromised around in terms of how important they are to me. Right, right. But yeah, the, yeah, above I would say.
1: I I think above as well. Yeah. I I think because we really want to, for the best form of art, you really want to nail down the vampires that like, you know, that could really you know, put plunge it to the bottom third.
0: And at least, and I do like the idea of art, you know, it's painful, but I do like the, I mean, not all art is narrative, but I I don't think it even has to be, to be like revealing or showing something, confronting something that's useful. So that maps with self-awareness, hanging out and hanging out and cooperation is under hanging out. Where do you think it's It's somewhere around there? All of my hanging out involves engaging with art. (laughs) I don't know if that's the case for it. No, it doesn't. You hang out, you hang out at the gym. Like I said, <laughs> okay. no, I'm still, um, I don't hang out at this. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know if I hang out at the gym. I dawdle at the gym. Right. So I'm still at the gym doing the gym thing. I just sometimes do it inefficiently. Right. You can hang out at a lunch. That's for sure. Oh yeah. God, that's good. Can hang out for about half an hour before you start recording your podcast episode. Oh, that's for sure. Don't, don't give away our secrets.
1: Prime time. <laughs> um, I don't know, Nick, like, um, look, I feel like if you didn't, I feel like it has to be below cooperation. Yeah. And not because, like, of some, like, um, you know, feelings-based excitement that cooperating is good. I just feel like society, all the stuff that we get, like, if, if you didn't, if you, if you had everyone operating as individual units, like... Let me put it this Incapable way. of working with each other, then nothing functions, and, and that's and that doesn't make your art better. <laughs>
0: and you've got things in you've got uh, school, schools of thought in art, like auteur theory, which uh, which hold up, or just you know people's intuitions about the artistic genius, which hold up the idea of individual acts, and it's all rubbish. Like mm, it's not yeah. it's not true. Like it's these things are these things are done collectively. I remember
1: when I came in here ranting about how great Hamilton is, which I still think. Um, and how great Lin Manuel Moret. Oh, no, I do not even think I said that. But the first thing you said was like, "It must have been the incredible work of a single genius on their own." <laughs> and like, I was like, "That's so funny because it's obviously, it's obviously exactly zero cases of you know when people are held up to be that." It's, you know,
0: it always cracks me up because yeah, the places where it's um. Held up the most to places like well, auteur theory is cinema, which is like so laughable. Like mm. that is the one thing that we know yeah. it takes literally a military grand operation worth of people,
1: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: at least to do the types of films that or that, quote unquote, auteurs supposedly make. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, like there, there's great. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because there's that there's the outsider art term, and I think you know, uh, which is often. Um, I think people think of like, oh, outsider arts are art that are made by marginalised um, people whose perspectives are like hyper um, themselves and, you know, it's, it's lacking only the awareness of their specific situation. And I'm like, yeah, also outsider is like the closest you ever get to maybe it's just one person doing a thing. It's like we end up having to call that outsider art because it's just so bracingly different when it's, you know, in a way where we have to confront art that makes us confront the idea that some people in the world are super lonely and alone. Um, and yeah, it's, you're still defining it in terms of, yeah, the the sense of the group organism. Um, yeah. Uh, that's very satisfying to me, meaning, I mean, that's two, four, six, eight, new number nine. Ooh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Great. Well, we'll push it out next week. Totally. When yep. we rank cool. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have to rank cool at some point. <laughs>
0: I mean, the number one thing. No, but that's like us. You know, it's like fish ranking water. Nick, (laughs) the water we swim in. I'm more of a like I said before. I'm more of a good person.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the admission to your club.
0: Or a good a good entrepreneur.
1: Good entrepreneur. Okay, I'm ranking that idea right now. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm increasing the stock of goodness worldwide. (laughs) Uh, Wait to find out on next week's episode of Rank Ideas.
0: Rank Ideas mails around the middle of the list of rank ideas
1: <laughs> see <you> next week sometimes emotions times the